0: Welcome into the live stream and welcome to the podcast channel. I'm Michael here inside of the lab. Gonna be talking about how to believers can handle themselves in control. I think I might manage that up, but Let me do a reboot here. Welcome into Night Mood. This is Michael here inside the lab on a consequential Monday night. I like saying that word, is consequential because every time we meet night owls, this is about your empowerment, this is about, what is it about? You being encouraged, you being built up in your, your mind, positivity, truthfully saying. At the same time, spiritually, to the measure of faith that you have been given. Do you know the measure of faith that you have been given? And how do you know the measure of faith that you have been given? Have you asked yourself that question since you've been saved and born again? What is the measure of faith that you've been given? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? And, and how does it move? What is the presence involved in the measure of faith? Does it have anything to do with you? I most definitely think it does. The measure of faith going to be helping you how to handle yourself in self-control. Believers, if you're having a hard time with self-control. And that can go on to so many different levels. And self-control is something that is hard for many, maybe you, to kind of not unwind, but bring back. I'm going to be breaking the, this down too, self-control, because so it has me thinking. What is self-control here at the bridge, on this side of inspiration, before you head into your journey? This is going to be about empowering, equipping you, and building you up. And What is it about Self-control. What does self-control even mean? Self-control, controlling of yourself. And how many of you have good control over yourself? Um, Are you easily swayed, easily influenced? Um, Self-control, how much self-control do you have when temptation is in the horizon? Or are you one that allows temptation to get past the horizon? Meaning you see it coming out in the distance or you feel it coming, you sense it coming. Well, how do you sense it coming? Because now your spiritual senses come into play. And that is the next step past logic of your natural senses. So this self-control, we're going to break this down. I'm actually doing a couple of things at, at one time here. We're going to break this down. And if you have any questions about this bridge that we are at, that you come to, that we're getting ready to cross over... And as we cross over, thinking about the measure of your faith and how, how, make it in first person, how do I handle self-control? How do you handle yourself? Not how do others handle you. For some, that's easy because you may feel better or it may make you feel better If you allow others to control you, which that sounds weird saying that, but knowing that people actually feel that way. See, sometimes we get the word submission and surrender and self-control mixed up. And this is properly understood. Self-control is this. It's restraint. Hello. (laughs) It's restraint. Exercise over one's impulses, emotions, and desires. Ooh, this is going to be good. It is understood as restraint, exercise, applied over one's own impulses, emotions, and desires. And I want to, like, I seriously want to, I want to stay here for a minute. Some of you may be moving on and, and drawing up your challenge, or what the purpose and functions and responsibility of the Holy Spirit is. That's awesome. But what is self-control? And how much control does it take to give up control when you're a believer, when you're saved and born again and filled with the Holy Spirit? Because you then come under the power and authority of your Heavenly Father. Oh, this is going to be good. But for some, giving up control, that's the game changer. Maybe that could be tied to abuse, violence, sexual abuse, mental, psychological abuse. And maybe you may think that's the last line of defense if you give up control. Now, I'm not talking to others. I'm talking about your Lord. Jesus Christ, and your Heavenly Father. Because He placed His Spirit inside of your heart. Now the focus is, and I had this conversation um, last week, that many don't fully recognize or understand or believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. But this deal of self-control, it's time to handle yourself. How do I handle myself? Well, self-control, if not handled, becomes out of control because of this mere understanding of you you no longer have exercised circumspect or circumspectness or wisdom to control your impulses your emotions or your desires now your impulses oh this is good this is good your impulses have everything to do. Oh gosh, did I just mess this up? Yeah, I think I did. That's okay. Your impulses have everything else to do with this. These are sudden, spontaneous inclinations or incitement to some usually unpremeditated action. It's either a per- propensity. Excuse me, it's a propensity or natural tendency, usually other than rational tendency so this impulse spontaneous and if you don't know how to handle your control your self control you've heard maybe in your sphere of influence people may say he's very impulsive meaning he's spontaneous and you'll never know what the next moment is for someone who is spontaneous. And I want to say, what I just recognize spiritually about spontaneous people is that they are entertained and open to the realms of the spirit, uh, easily influenced. And that's the entertainment of the kingdom of darkness. Um, free birds like to classify, classify them as spontaneous. Living for the moment. But if you live for the moment, are you truly in control or are you truly out of control? Is there a is there a balance between self-control and out of control? And if that balance is what what is the balance? Studio lines are open. Five six three nine 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 three six eight five helping you to handle yourself. Helping you to handle self-control. This is probably one of the conversations within the body whether you're in denominations christian religion or in the kingdom believers why why the distinction michael because jesus made the distinction self-control can lead into the lack of chaos or the greater how to handle yourself? How to handle your control? impulsivity. One who's spontaneous, and if you're spontaneous, are you, are you measured? When you're, when if you desire to be someone who is spontaneous, I got to live in a moment, or when you become saved and born again, are you measured? How can you surrender and submit in cooperation to the Holy Spirit if you are spontaneous? Does that even work? Oh, I wish I had someone here in the studio with me here to have this conversation. So that's self-control. I look at this other word. It's restraint. This word of restraint, exercise, that means you practice restraining one's desires. You practice restraining one's emotions and impulses. Now, restraint, I mean, do we really understand ourselves in the Holy Spirit? Do you understand yourselves in Father's kingdom? And this control. And what happens when a person's out of control? They're open for business for the enemy, the adversary, because he's the ruler in the spiritual realm. And so if you're out of control, that means you're not using wisdom. You're not walking circumspect. The impulses that trigger you to just do things out of the ordinary for measured individuals. But is living life on the edge impulsive? And what is freedom like? for believers who are self-controlled. And what does the Bible have to say about self-control? Look at this word, interesting word called restraint. See, this word restraint is the action or activity of restriction. The action or activity of restriction. Not being uh, excessive Or extravagant. In other words. How to handle yourself. In a world. As a son. A daughter. And how much control. Does one have to give. To give up. When we. When we are. Um saved and born again, how much control do you have to give up? Control over your emotions, control over your impulses, control over your desires. And if you're ruled by your impulses and if you're ruled by your emotions and if you're ruled by your desires could that possibly be that you're under an inferior ruler? in your mind your will and your will is strong our our wills are strong but there's something about this trade when when you give your life can you give your life to Christ and if you are one who's given their life to Christ meaning you have sold out you sold out the control you sold out your impulses your desires your emotions to live truthfully under the influences, the intentions, the function and purposes of your Heavenly Father. Does it mean and make you a robot? By no means. But how do you handle yourself in Father's kingdom as a son and daughter living in this world at the same time? One awesome question going to break down into this, deconstruct the scriptures to help you in this moment. Believers, how do you handle yourself in self-control, in a world that wants your control? A world that wants and needs and markets and advertises for your impulse, for your emotions, and your desires. It's going to be interesting on this second half of the show. If you got a question, you can send an email over to nightmoodshdq at com or check in on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram talking about how believers can, can do what? Well, let's think about this one. How can believers handle yourself, this self-control, this impulsivity? How can you practice the actions of restraining your own impulse of nature your emotions, or your desires, or do you just allow yourself to go willy-nilly, full throttle, pedal to the floor, all out, or is there some restraint in Father's kingdom? Man, that's really good, because for if you travel, and you have different fellowships, you can really see some people acting book crazy out there in the outer courts when fathers by his desire, is wanting to reel them in. And he's not forcefully doing this to anyone because he understands that in the mind he left this function of choice and free will. And, how, and what does this mean for you? Is it time for you to handle your, yourself and self-control? It's getting pretty deep. Short break. going to break off the second half, the last 30 minutes, with you inside the lab right here in the captain's chair after this short break. I'm going to grab a, a bit of information, biblically, to help so many understand what God has to say about self control. And this is interesting because this thing of self control can easily can easily like integrate into so many avenues of life. So we want to we want to look at this in a healthy way. Got some spaces here we gotta fill. Ha. Ah, this is awesome. Grab your Bibles. If you want to learn how to handle yourself in self-control, we're breaking this down here. If you have a question about how to handle yourself in self-control, make sure you send a message over on this channel. So I'm sitting here. Having this conversation, and this is really kind of a cool time to have this conversation, because how many of you find this a challenge of self-control see this self-control can lead you into temptation, temptation can lead you into the pathway of trespass trespass leads you in the path- pathway of inequity inequity leads you in the pathway of offending your heavenly Father, that is the sin. And so if you don't handle yourself in self-control, you are an open door to being entertained in the desires and emotions and impulsivity of your mind that is being heavily influenced by world systems, world cultures, and belief behaviors. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and 13. I want to break this down a little bit. going to help you understand step by step how many steps it takes will be up to you and your need to surrender and submit your control to the Holy Spirit. Remember, measure, circumspect. Not a whole bunch of Broncos and Mustangs in God's kingdom. Out of order. Causing impulsive natures to occur. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation. Here we go. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and God is faithful. God will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Oh, this is awesome. How to handle yourself in self-control. But when you are tempted... He will also provide a way out that you can endure it. Wow, let's look at this for a minute. Because I asked that question, how much control does it take to give up control when you become born again? Now I'm going to say this very slowly, put it in first person. How much control does it take for me to give up control when I am born again? Because you become ownership of your heavenly father the king owns you and that's what happens in a kingdom you be, you you come under his kingship his rulership his judgment his fatherly his fatherhood and he loves his children from A to Z and he also chastises his children who are out of control See this this word self-control has everything to do with restraint and the activity of knowing how to restrain or restrict movement, knowing how to restrict impulsivity, practicing restriction of being impulsive, spontaneous, practicing, one own your own emotions, practicing, restricting your emotions, so that your emotions aren't living for you. And I use this word, um, and we all have had sensitive people around us, sensitive people live through their emotions. Some may not like that, but I understand. But it's the truth, sensitive people live through their emotions. Restraint self-control. He never said stop using your emotions, but allow restraint. Just knowing how to measure the words that come out of your mouth, that's like what James said, I want to say in chapter 2 of James, the book of James. Apostle James said this. Restraint. Measuring the words that come out of your mouth. Restraint. Practicing the restraint. And I guess I said that because for me, practicing restraint with my mouth see it's really kind of cool because this story this this side of inspiration includes everybody and any servant who deems themselves no that's not for me it's always about them needs to have them checked because we all have to learn and know how to handle ourselves and sometimes life and stress will get the best of the best. Even Jesus drew back. Then he had to handle himself, self-control. Father, you can take this cup away from me. I don't want to drink this cup. But then, wisdom and the remembrance of the pledge between him and his father because soon after he said let your will be done i'll do it so i'm saying that even our messiah had to handle himself and return to self-control because he did not want to drink the cup he he had a a humanistic moment and understood In that moment, what was coming to him that he said, I don't know if I want to do this. But nevertheless, he stepped right back into handling self-control. Restraining his impulse, restraining his emotions, restraining his desires. Heck, how many of you would have had the conversation go south? had you been in the shoes of your heaven of your of your lord and savior and you were the one the anointed who made the pledge between you and your heavy, heavenly father to go and accept the crucifixion and become the judgment for all of mankind that conversation of self control maybe would have been a little bit different be honest you may have had a different conversation with your Heavenly Father, right? Some of you have the different conversation now when you are told to do something spiritually and you're like, and give up my car and leave my house or quit my job or take this job or move. Say it isn't so, Lord. (laughs) Self-control. Restraint over one's impulses. Restraint. Over one's emotions, restraint, over one's desires. See, this is getting kind of good. So let me go back over here. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And what is common to mankind? Pride, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. What is common to mankind? And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. So, you have to understand that your Heavenly Father will not allow for you to remain under temptation beyond what you can bear. Now, here's the caveat to that. He won't allow for you. He will even, when one is tempted, when his sons or daughters, when you are tempted by temptation, temptation is at Father's authority because Satan cannot move outside of the authority of Heavenly Father because if Satan could, he would be over Heavenly Father. So, Father's in control of this whole thing. Of life, of temptation, of the enemy, the adversary, who is ruling right now in this earth realm. And he has false authority. He is illegal at best. But Father says this, when he spoke to Paul and to the hard-headed church in Corinth, they received four books. We only have two. So they were asking questions about life because they were a little bit crazy in Corinth, in modern-day Greece. But when when you are tempted, check this out, Father will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. He will provide a way out so that you can endure endure. Excuse me, the temptation. So, he'll provide a way out means exit stage left, stage right, so that you can endure the temptation that was coming for you that now has to pass you. But if you do not restrain your impulse, you do not restrain your emotions tied to the temptation coming at you, the emotional, psychological response, The impulse of being spontaneous and because the temptation is always going to market and advertise to your senses and your desires and your impulsivity. Do you catch this now? It's always going to market and advertise to the disobedient nature in you if you've not crucified the disobedient nature if you've not restrained when you became born again given that that nature that disobedient nature that makes up impulsivity emotions and your desires and if it's not your emotions half of you can honestly look in the mirror and probably say my desires do get the best of me michael But as you mature in God's kingdom, keyword, as you activate in maturity, those desires you check with Jesus, you check in with the Holy Spirit, because you don't want to be found impulsive. You don't want to be found out of order in Father's kingdom. Let me go to Thessalonians Because Apostle Paul is writing so much in his epistles. Then we're going to look at what Jesus has to say, and what Father has to say, and what Apostle James has to say. See if we got some time to do this here. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter, drumroll please, 5 and verse 6. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. See, I mentioned that word circumspect. Now, this word, be sober, is talking about being sober-minded. Not influenced by the impulsivity. Not influenced by emotions caught up in, in the desires of what? Of what the world is marketing or advertising, playing to the natural senses. If The world understands that the kingdom of darkness cannot play to the spiritual senses because each and every time it plays to the spiritual senses, when I mean the word play, I mean market and advertise to the spiritual sense. It loses. Because it's an inferior ruling adversary. So he's coming under the superior government. He can never equal himself to Father's kingdom. He is inferior at best. He is lawless at best. He is Illegal at best. So this word sober. Let's see if we can real quickly drop this in here. I hope you're having fun. I'm having fun. And if you're not having fun, we'll have fun anyway. Hope this is making sense to you, honestly. So this word sober. Let's let's uh, get this definition down. Marked by temperance. Marked by moderation, marked, marked, excuse me, by seriousness. So, the opposite of seriousness, temperate, and moderate is spontaneous. So, you who are acting spontaneous in Father's kingdom could be... Construed that you are out of order. You're not acting sober. You're not acting awake because you are turned up through the marketing and advertisements of the kingdom of darkness that are playing on the lust of the flesh, pride of life, and not ever entertaining the spiritual nature inside of you. It will always lose. Second Timothy, the disciple to Apostle Paul here, For the Holy Spirit of God gave us, for the Spirit of God, for the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Time to handle your self-control means you are activating, you are practicing self-discipline. Spiritual obedience. And that means you are being obedient to your Heavenly Father by His Holy Spirit. And righteousness. You are standing in agreement to the governing authority of the presence of the Kingdom of Abba Father. And his son who is sitting at the right hand of his power. And by the power under kingdom authority. And the Holy Spirit. Who happens to possess your heart. Righteousness. Being in alignment. This is really kind of cool. Philippians chapter 4 and 13. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. So time to handle yourself. Through. Your heavenly father who strengthens you when you labor to enter his rest and he strengthens you. And then you listen to the words of Jesus when you are overworked. Because when you're overworked, you can become spontaneous. When you're overworked, you spend less exercise of being circumspect, being sober-minded. You spend less exercise in restraining your emotions when you're overworked. How many times have you been stressed out and you have been easily peeved because you're mentally taxed or if you're lack of sleep? I know that happens to me. Happens to me when I'm in pain in my body. I am irritable. And I can say that working on it. Let's look at uh, Proverbs. Let's break this down some more. 16.32. Proverbs 16.32. going to help you with how to handle yourself in self-control. This is really kind of cool. Didn't see this coming. How's it working for you right now? Are you understanding how to handle yourself in self-control? Remember, if you are one who's impulsive, you're not one who's sober-minded, moderate and temperate the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat the tongue's fruit now this can mess up theologians left and right but you have to have this understanding from the fruit of the holy spirit so that you're going to speak out you're going to speak out i had to ouch because i just hurt my wrist there you're going to speak out Of the fruit that the Holy Spirit bears. When you put that on display. It becomes language in you. It becomes your culture. And you take on a different language. When you better understand how to display. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and verse 23. Sharing with you how to handle yourself as a believer. Self-control. Temperate. Moderate sober-minded, awake. That means awake and aware. Proverbs 18.24, the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. Now what is the it? Is the it the tongue? The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love the tongue will eat its fruit. So the fruit of the tongue is either going to be life, put it on display, or it's going to be death put on display. The power of darkness puts on display the power of death. The power of the kingdom of heaven puts on display the power of life. Proverbs twenty-five twenty-eight. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Like a city whose walls are broken. Like a fence in some of your backyards that is not mechanically sound, has holes in it. It's considered a person who lacks self-control. They're making that analogy there. So like a city, a fortified city that's not fortified, and the walls are broken through. That means people can come in and people can go. There's no temperate nature. There's no being awake and aware one not watching who is coming in and who is going out remember a thief comes in at night finding who he can ransack and some are bold they are going to come in the daytime but what happens if there's the wall that's secure time to handle yourself so how does your walls look how are your spiritual walls how are your natural walls Believers, it's time to handle yourself in in self-control. Self-control establishes relationship with your Heavenly Father. It establishes the son and daughter to better function in this awesome position called being a co-heir. And when you are a co-heir, Jesus unveils those who can operate in self-control in John chapter 15, verses 4 through 16. There are four protocols that he teaches. that I believe the church is missing this. Time to handle yourself. And handling yourself means you are handling your self-control of yourself. Titus. Small chapter in the New Testament. Chapter 1, verse 8. Rather, he must be hospitable. This is one who knows how to handle himself. This is one who knows how to handle herself. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, righteous, holy, and disciplined. See, how do you handle yourself? Are you looking in the mirror and asking you this question? This is a reflective question. And it's time for you to handle yourself. This is our individual responsibility as being saved and born again. I repeat, it is your responsibility. Being saved and born again. Isaiah 55 10 and 11. As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to heaven without watering the earth and making the earth bud and flourish, so that the earth yields seed to the sower and the bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but my word will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent my word. Father is for real about self-control. He is temperate. He is, he's so powerful in his authority. He's even self-controlled in his wrath, self-controlled in his anger. And how he, if you ever read the old covenant, look at the book of Exodus. Exodus. And how Father, in self-control, as a matter of fact, lays down description upon description, item upon item, how to build his tabernacle, what to expect in building of it, and what he expected out of his builders. And I, I, go, I go back real quickly to your our Savior, your Messiah, my Messiah. He had to exhaust his self-control to the end. And then, literally, in real time, almost took a step backwards. No, Father, I'm not doing this one. I can't complete this, this pledge between you and I. No, but he said, nevertheless, your will be done. I give up my control to be under your control. That's what he was saying. I give up my control to being under and in your control. And so many of you may find yourself saying, well, Michael, I am not Christ. Well, dear one, you're born again. That means you have been regenerated back into your Heavenly Father's image. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. And because of that very thing, he placed his Holy Spirit in you, who is equipped Function, purposed, and responsible to assess that that conversation with you. So your control over the matter means you have not given up control in the matter. Oh, this is awesome. See, this is handling some pride because pride is what keeps you from giving up control. Your ego gets in the way when it comes to Surrender and submitting. And this is a hard deal for men. But yet, some of you men expect your wife to submit to you. Now let me say this. That if you're a spouse, and you are married, and your husband is not submitted to your Heavenly Father, but expects you to be submitted to him, he's out of order. Time to handle one's self-control. I'm talking about believers I'm talking about those who are saved and born again. That comment was for those who are saved and born again. Because it has been established in the church that the guys can go act all crazy. They can go act all spontaneous, not practice restraint in their emotions, meaning they're hot-headed, they're they're all caught up in their emotions, they're all caught up in their desires to do what? What they desire to do. What they want to do. They're not self-controlled. But yet, these are the same men that will show up Bible in hand at their local Sunday or Wednesday service portraying to be something that they're not. The facade is working, but at home they're not even close to how to handle their self-control. This question, how to handle yourself, how to handle your self-control time and time again. Let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, as Paul talking to the Roman church in Italy, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. To offer your bodies, that means give up control of your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good and pleasing and perfect will when you give up self-control to your Heavenly Father. How much value is in this? Night modes. Night owls. (laughs) We're going to do this again Wednesday night, Tuesday night. Not Wednesday night, Tuesday night, 10.30, right here inside the lab. If you have any questions on self-control, maybe we can help you with the right direction, give you some scriptures, some practical ways how to live and handle yourself in self-control. This is Michael right here inside the lab. And I'll see you on the radio next time. Have a good night. Take care for now. Self-control. This is a cool topic that not only it's so much information but it applies to everything and if you cannot restrain yourself in your emotions and your desires and your impulsivity you could lead yourself as I say through the intersection of life waiting to cause or be an accident because you're out of control And the deal is this. It takes a lot of control to give up control. Because when you are saved and born again, we become ownership. We become his ownership. We no longer own our bodies. He gives the freedom of the mind. But that's in concert, harmony, rhythm. Check this out. To the cooperation of the Holy Spirit so even as we cooperate with the Holy Spirit we are are such that learns how to handle ourselves in self-control being sober minded awake vigilant having restraint in emotions desires and impulsive nature because that's what the enemy feeds on he feeds on those desires Those natural desires. He feeds on those natural uh, emotions. He feeds on the impulsivity. Living for the moment, man. Not being circumspect, not being sober minded, not being vigilant, not being self disciplined. Self controlled people are self-disciplined people they are more adaptive to living submissive and surrendered lives in, in harmony and cooperation with the holy spirit and the temptations that come they recognize that there's an out so they're not they're not caught into into action with entertaining emotions, entertaining the desires, and entertaining the impulse of nature. Because that has been canceled out. The flesh has been canceled out. They have died to self, in other words. And or they're living to die to to self. And or they're learning how to die to self. See again, the enemy, his fallen angels, his Demons as minions, they work seeing who they can destroy and kill through the natural senses, emotions, and desires, and impulsivity. But they can never, and hear me clearly, they can never engage with you spiritually because they're inferior at best. They're lawless. They're lawless at best. They're illegal at best. So this is why they cannot go toe-to-toe with you spiritually. Because everything's under the purview of our king, of our judge, of our heavenly father. I'm sitting here thinking about a lot of things right now. Because this this has been an exercise of reflex reflexivity. Meaning. Stand in the mirror and just look at yourself. And don't even say anything. Stand in the mirror and just look at yourself. Who do you see? What do you see? Who do you sound like? What do you sound like? Time to handle yourself. To be sober-minded, vigilant, aware, awake, disciplined. When you become saved and born again, you learn the better how to surrender submit to the power under kingdom authority, to the Holy Spirit who's inside your heart. And it takes a lot of self-control to walk in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I get it. Because we see the natural thing And we're determined that that's meant for us, or we're determined to fulfill the obligation there. But our ways are not his ways, and his ways are much higher than our ways. And he is functioning in the position of rest out of power, out of his authority, and self-control. I'm telling you, if our Heavenly Father, at any moment, ruled out of control... It would be a wrap for everyone with a heartbeat. Think about how many kings and presidents and judges are ruling out of control. There's there's mercy and there is blessing, there is favor, and there is grace to go around and around this conversation for days. Give me your thoughts on how to handle, are you learning better how to handle yourself and self-control? Again, didn't see this coming. But submitting myself to bring forth inspiration and truth. Framing it up. Structure with structure upon one foundation, the kingdom. And there's that challenge. I want you to Take the challenge, if you will. What do you see in the mirror? Who do you see in the mirror? Do you like who you see in the mirror? Do you like what you see in the mirror? And if you're bold enough, let's have a conversation. See you next time, right here in Night Moods. I'm in the captain's chair, and you're in the lab with me. Have a blessed time.